Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Fabio Baracho. He's the vice president of marketing and Alejandro, or Alex Gershberg, as he goes by, Alex uh, who's the marketing director. They are at Grupo Modelo, part of Anheuser-Busch InBev's largest brewery in Mexico. And on the show today, we talk about Grupo Modelo and their response to the COVID-19 pandemic in Mexico. Then we also talk about a campaign and an event, the Match of the Ages. Now, this took place during a time when the world felt mostly isolated and cultural gatherings came to a halt they created a brand new 90-minute soccer game from scratch with the country's two biggest rivals using historical footage over the past 70 years. The game, which aired at zero cost on networks, by the way, became the highest earned media in the history of the brand. The initiative El Clasico de la Historia became the first Mexican brand to win a titanium lion in the history of the Cannes Lion International Festival of Creativity for Corona brand. You'll hear about that and much more in this conversation with Fabio and Alex. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Alex and Fabio, welcome to the show. Hello, Alan. Hey, Alan. It's a big pleasure to be here. We are, we are very on, honored to be to have been invited to join your podcast. So it's amazing. Let's get to know each other a little bit. Maybe I'll start with uh, Alex. Uh, how did you end up in marketing? Look, I'm an industrial engineer. So I decided to go to that path because I, I didn't know what to do with my life when I was 18. I really wanted to do something that was open enough for me to make a decision later on. So I went to the industrial engineer career realize that I'm not a person that it's 100% into be sitting down in front of a computer, seeing for process and numbers all the time. And I think wh what I was looking for is to be excited and wake up every day doing something that I love. So I, I started with a value that it's, I think, very important nowadays, which is curiosity. So I started to work on a creative agency as a copy. Then I started to work in PepsiCo as a PMO manager, like 
managing uh, PMO for different projects. And then then I ended up in the trainee program for for ABINBEV. The first year they opened it here in Mexico after when ABINBEV added Grupo Modelo to the family. And I ended up trying a lot of the areas, people, sales, finance, and I crossed roads with marketing. And it was like a very special moment. It was like like falling in love when I tried marketing and I did a campaign and I worked with a brand, I felt like I was ready to never move from there. So that's quite how I started loving this amazing journey of doing marketing. I've had a number of folks that started in engineering and ended up in marketing. It's not always a straight path, but I'm glad you found your way to marketing. Glad to have you, so to speak. <laughs> Fabio, how about you? How did you end up in marketing? I have always been interested about creativity. I, I remember when I when I was a child, it was all about you know inventing things all the time, trying to very curious as, as a little boy. And when I when I grew up, I decided that I I should work with creativity in a way. But I I had no interest for for engineer for you know maths for numbers. So I decided to join the the real creativity world. And I studied marketing, and I started working in in advertising agencies in Brazil at the time. And I have worked for more than 10 years in many different advertising agencies in Brazil and the U.S. And then one day I knew being back as a client, as my client. You know, it was was amazing, the the culture of the company, the values, and and how they they, they worked with, with their brands. And then... After four years working for for Bav as, as my client, I decided to join the team and I started working at Bav in Brazil. Then I moved some years later to Argentina for a new experience as VP of Marketing in Argentina and, and some other countries in, in, in South America. And two years ago, I, I joined the, the Mexico team as the VP of Marketing for for Mexico. So it's my journey is a little bit more obvious than, than the Alex one, but, but I have always been a very creative person. And, and I think that this is the word that I, that, that I love and this is why I do what I do. And, 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 I, th- and I think that this is very important you know, for everybody to do what you like to do, what you love to do. I love it. You're also the VP of marketing. So, and, and just for listeners, AB InBev owns Grupo Modelo. So we'll probably go back and forth using Grupo Modelo or AB InBev from time to time. But uh, tell me, Fabio, a little bit about the role of VP of marketing. What does that include? As a VP of marketing here, I have a bunch of responsibilities. So it's not, it's not an easy position, but basically I'm responsible for the portfolio expansion how to expand the business, launching new innovations, growing our brands, entering in new categories, new segments. I'm also responsible for all the strategy and, and planning for, for the business. And basically, this is what I do. I'd love to be more connected with what I said before, the creativity part of the, the business. But, but as a VP of marketing, I have a lot of different responsibilities. But basically, it's portfolio expansion. It's how the company is going to grow in the future, what we need to do with our brands and how we need to innovate and, and where we should enter, where we should try to do something different. So it's a very provocative role, but it's connected with the medium long term in terms of how to, to develop and, and, and make the business grow. Alex, I'm going to slip and call you Alejandro, but you go by Alex. So <laughs> Alex, what, what, what's your role as marketing director? So I, I lead an area named Consumer Connections. So this area, it's where data, media, and experience and entertainment get together. And what I share with Fabio very close is the portfolio view. We are responsible to make sure that we build into a strategy of portfolio, making sure that the brands will be talking to the right audiences at the right time. So we connect the brand, the reasons to believe of each brand, who they need to talk to. And, and we do it, and, and I love the name of Connections because we need to be close to, to our consumers and the way to do it is through creativity. I love the new concept of attention economy because we know that for each of one of our consumers, there's 24 hours a day and we are all fighting to get their attention. So if we don't get to, to understand that we need to be creative and we need to connect with them, in a different way, in a relevant way, we, we're going to miss the opportunity. So we are 
looking forward to be more entertainment driven and less interrupting and making sure that they are looking for the skip button on whatever we're doing. I really love the how you described the consumer connections piece and the instant data and experience and creativity all coming together to make that happen. It's interesting because uh, in the past, consumer connections was about how to connect people with the brands in the right way. So using media experience and different levers. But what happened in the last few years was we started thinking about data and started working with data. We discovered how data can potentialize creativity in how to connect people with, with our brand. So I think that the consumer connections team that we have today all over the world, it's about creating new business solutions for, for consumers based on data. So, and, and this was a huge transformation. So I think that the, uh, the level of creativity of Ibimbev all over the world grew a lot in the moment that we started using the data to connect creativity and, 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 and consumers and business. So it was a huge revolution. I think that consumers' connections moved from, you know, traditional to absolutely disruptive, <laughs> a, a absolutely disruptive area in the marketing team. And we became much more creative you know, understanding better consumers. And that bridge was, was built by, especially by, by the connections team. So th th it was a very important evolution, I think, as, as marketers in our, in our company. It's a very topical subject. I actually released an episode with McKinsey partner based out of the UK, um, and she leads the marketing and sales practice. And I only bring this up is because they just released a report, I think last year, around the combination of creativity, analytics, and purpose as the intersection of where explosive growth can happen for a company uh, or great results can happen for a company. And I know we're going to get to purpose a little later in this conversation, but you guys, you know, the, the teaser here for people that are listening is that you've combined all three of these things. Um, we're talking about the practice of consumer connections now, but we'll, and we'll get to the purpose part. But it's interesting. Uh, this is an application of what we heard from uh, a couple episodes before. Yeah, no, and it and it's it, you know the, the fact that we have here today the head of connections is is an example of how you know transforming this this combination can be, you know, and it's not easy. I think that this is probably one of the the most important things for 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 the marketing activity to think about and to evolve. It's a very interesting evolution. So we've talked about AB InBev owns Grupo Modelo, which is a brewery. I know the brands that come from Grupo Modelo, Corona, Modelo, Pacifico in the U.S. Fabio, how would you elaborate on how to describe what Grupo Modelo is? Grupo Modelo was, was acquired by AB InBev in 2013. But Group Modelo in Mexico is uh, is a 99 years old company. It's an iconic company. It was probably the first entrepreneur company in Mexico who was able to create a brand and a product to export all over the world. And 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 because of that, Group Modelo in Mexico, it's a it's a company recognized as part of the national pride. You know, so Corona was probably the first Mexican product to travel all over the world because of its quality, but also because of an entrepreneur attitude of, of the founders of Grupo Modelo. And, and, you know, and the, the company has an amazing portfolio today based on the same values that are related to innovate, to create something new and to push Mexico to do something better to the future, to, to broke with the barriers and, and and believe that they can be much better than they really are. So it's a very, very interesting company. We we have actually the the leadership of of the marketing in Mexico. It's a very strong company with a very large portfolio. We are not just uh, a brewery. So basically, we are a brewery as our core business. But we expanded the business in the last years for different segments and different categories that are near near beer. Uh, and this was part of the growth. And it's a company that people love in Mexico. All the Coronas that we have all over the world basically are produced here in Mexico in order to guarantee the quality, the heritage, and all the principles behind our product. It's amazing to see how the power of this company and how important this company is for, for the culture, for the future, for, for the country. 
It's something amazing. I think that is, I think that are few companies in the world with this relevance for for the culture. I think that context for listeners is going to be really important as we as we talk about what's next, which is like we're living through this global pandemic. And it's really important, I think, uh, before we get to the campaign and all the fun soccer stuff that we're going to talk about or football <laughs> stuff that we're going to talk about, to talk about how that company, you know, a pride of Mexico supported Mexico during the pandemic. And, and I'd love for you to tell me more about that. Maybe, Fabio, you can lead. No, for sure. It's a company that, you know, uh, Mexico had periods of very tough periods in, 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 in the history, earthquakes, economic crisis, pandemics. So Mexico suffered a lot uh, in the last century. And, and I think that Group Model was the company that was always the first to say, I'm here to support you Mexicans, and I'm here to help you to, to move forward, and, and I'm going to do what I can and what I, and what I need to do to, to make it possible. And during the pandemic was was exactly the same. I remember that in the beginning, in the first beginning of of 2020, when we started, you know, listening about COVID, coronavirus. That for us was a kind of, you know, very bad name <laughs> for a virus. But when when we started, you know, listening about the crisis, the company immediately changed the mindset. They said, "This this kind of problem, we know how to." address these kind of problems is the moment that we need to stop doing what we do and start doing what people need from us. And, and, and we decided to basically to, to prioritize the support for all the Mexicans instead of, you know, put the focus in, in, on the business. And I remember that, you know, talking about marketing specifically, I remember to, to, to do a call with all the marketing team in Mexico to say, from now on, and I don't know when this is going to, to end, but from now on, we are not going to have the same positions. We are not going to work for what we used to do. So all, all the traditional roles of each one of you are, 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 you know, are canceled, and we are going to work as a marketing team for, for Mexico. And all that we need to do is to work in different squads for different problems, Trying to solve, trying to contribute with the with the, the the solution for the problem, and and we you know we decided to, to to cancel all the mid investment and all the brand investment, and then we decided to use hundred percent of the sales and marketing package for for ideas for good. So we created a process called ideas for good. It was a weekly process where each squad came with different ideas. And then we, we, you know, in, in one or two days, we had ideas approved with a budget allocated for, for idea. And then, and then we moved in order to, you know, to execute as fast as we, as we could. So there are some funny moments that as, as the day that I called for one of my, of my directors, I don't know, I think Tuesday, 11 PM. And I said, man, I need you tomorrow, 730 in a meeting with the government because we are going to lead a project. And the guy said, well, amazing. But, but thinking that, you know, his project was, <laughs> had been approved. And I said, and he asked me, but what's the project? And I said, we're going to build a, a hospital. And the guy said, no, 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 but there's something wrong because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I've, I've, you know, I know nothing about biology, so I have no chance. I have no chance to do it. And I said, don't worry, man, we're going to do it together. And, and, and in three weeks, we were launching the, the, the first COVID hospital in Mexico together with the, with the government. And it was amazing because the, this, this you know, environment where creativity was, you know, was being used by, to, to support a crisis, I think that generated one of the, the most amazing, engaging moments of our team and the history, because people, you know, I think that people realize the power of, of, of what they do and, and the power of the creativity that they have. And it was amazing because, you know, I think that we received more ideas during this process of ideas for good than, than ever before. So everybody was, you know, working in, in an idea, in a project, in, in execute something. So it's, it was a very engaging moment. That helped us a lot after the toughest period of, of the COVID crisis, you know, to, to come back much strong 
So when the things are in ending 2020, uh, to go back to the normality, Group Modelo was much stronger than before in terms of reputation, equity, the relationship of you know, Mexicans with our brand were much, much deeper because of what we did with each one of our brands. So I think that it was it was a magic moment, being honest. For me, at least, was was magic. And I think that the creativity that we generated during the pandemic, during this, you know, this moment was was so intense that today I have a much more creative team because they believe in the power of of what they do. And, and and what we need to what I need to do now is to engage the team with the brands again because you know, <laughs> they're so involved with you know hospitals and you know, <laughs> something something huge that you know I need to make the team go back to the brand and say no we can do it with with the business. Now your work's cut out for you. Um, they found purpose. It was building hospitals. Maybe it's a fantastic story just about this the companies dedication to the country and the citizens that they live in their community. And um, I think it makes it all the more amazing, you know, as we switch gears a little bit from building hospitals to then the pandemic is not over by any stretch of the imagination, but people are getting bored in their houses, right? And, and, and they're all stuck at home and, you know, sports is canceled, et cetera. So Alex, I want to, I want to talk to you about the match of the ages. Tell listeners a little bit, like, what was this all about? I was lucky enough to be part of a group that already had more than 10 ideas that were answering to the pandemic situation. So before everything started, we already had built hospitals. We already had built, our breweries were doing alcohol in gel that was coming out of our process of doing beer. We already sent tons of water to different places that were struggling and having water issues because of the pandemic. So when this idea I'm going to talk about came to life, we already had this feeling that we were already doing a lot for the people uh, in terms of health. We already built an hospital. We did a lot of things. So now we were coming very uh, like closer to this, again, this fancy word purpose, which is get people together. So we were sick of not ending, not even understanding the separation between our lives, our bedrooms and our offices, because this was already the same place. So in this process, we were very excited about creativity. So we we had a partner, which is the agency We Believers, that were very close to the, the process. We are very close. We're very good friends with Marco Vega, the the, the CFO and and Gustavo Lauri, but we were very close to them and we were talking day and night about feeling uncomfortable which, with everything that, that was happening at that moment. Like we were talking about people missing soccer for more than 60 days and we're in a country where soccer is mainly probably the only thing that put this country together in a context where everything is separation. If you like our president, you don't like him. Everything was talking about separations. And the only thing that could put all, everyone together was soccer. And we already missed soccer for s more than 60 days. So I remember this story where, where we, have a, we had a call, Gustavo and myself, with him saying, Alex, sorry for the time because it was like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the <laughs> Sorry for calling you at this time, but I feel like I may have get into one of the biggest ideas I have think in my whole life. And coming from him, I was like, I cannot imagine what this guy is going to say right now because I had a lot of, for me, Gustavo is probably one of the biggest, most creative heads of our times. And he started to talk about the opportunity more than the match of ages that we already know and, and already saw. He started to, to bring a lot of provocations about Mexicans missing soccer to build into doing something for the country, for the people entertaining people. They are sick of watching the same game that Mexico played in the World Cup of 2014 and almost beat Brazil, but ended up as a tie. The miracle of our goalkeeper. And like, even the TV partners were airing the same games, but people already knew those games and those content. So Gustavo came with an idea. When I heard about it, I was like, Goose, this is amazing and we're going to make it happen. So just to, to give you a super fast context of, of what this it's all about. The idea came with 
you know, there's the biggest game in Mexico between the biggest rivalry in soccer is America versus Chivas. Uh, is the the kind of same thing about Barcelona and Real Madrid? Just to, to put context for people who who doesn't uh, know Mexican soccer, is the most of times, and it's even bigger because they are from different cities and they are sponsored by different uh, companies. So basically, in Mexico, we have two big breweries, and our competitor sponsor Chivas from Guadalajara, and we sponsor America. So even thinking about this, it was not only the, the biggest match in terms of soccer, but also bringing into the same screen our competitor and all the all Mexican soccer fans, because this is the type of game almost most watched that even when the national team plays, this is the, the top rating in, in, in the TV. Each time these two, two teams play each other, this is the most talked about game in Mexico. So we knew that we had something powerful. And, and there was a, in, part, in, in the whole building of this project, when I was talking with Gus, there's something I, I really like to, to remember, which is we as marketeers are used to build TVC commercials of 30 seconds during the Super Bowl. And now we are trying to build the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we were putting down uh, a 90 minute soccer game made of in post-production, made of more than 70 years of games between Chivas and America. So we were Imagine the the challenge of putting together more than 40 editors working day and night in different sides of sites of the world working from from 9 to 6 in Mexico but then going to sleep and leaving the project to people in Europe to edit for the whole night so we will never stop this machine working for more than than 40 days working day and night with more than 70 years of games so we put it together a post production game that that surprised the audiences because this game was not something that someone has already seen before. So this game had a defender of the 1980s giving a pass to a player that played in the 20, 2018 year, giving a center to a, a player that it's already dead to score a goal that we have never seen before. So this is mixing and putting all together different generations of players in different times with different even black and white with color, different narratives and, and in the same game that has a storytelling that made sense for everyone. And we're very lucky to have something powerful enough to make sure that we had the, the biggest audience in TV and digital ever in Mexico. That's a Herculean effort, if you think about it. 70 years of tape, so to speak. And it may have been tape and digital. You're like putting together, not to mention like the different formats of the TVs over the years. And making it seamless. So like what you just described, you know, a 2018 player passing to somebody that we is long and gone, like it looks like they passed the ball. Like the footage is naturally cut. It's seamless, if you will, to play. I mean, that's a lot of editing, a lot of editing. I mean, it's really cool. It's really cool. I have to ask one question though, self-serving. With Grupo Modelo as the backer of America, did America win by, by default? <laughs> there was there was a great discussion and know the final the final result was a great discussion i think that we we spent i don't know three days talking about who should win the game we're, we're still not sure if we made the right decision if you ask me <laughs> we were we were discussing once you get into this crazy idea of how we're gonna end up this game it's gonna be a show i remember Gustavo saying that after edit, editing this game, he felt like Mexico has a, the best national team of all time. He was watching <laughs> the most perfect soccer players of all time because he was watching the best of the best. But at some point, we discussed to have people in social media deciding who's going to win. And we're, we were very excited with that idea. But then we stopped uh, and think and we said, what? More important than who's going to be winning this game is how we're going to make sure people will be watching this for 90 minutes. And we decided that a draw made sense because of two reasons. The first one is because this should be ending up as a celebration. So we were like, you know what? We don't want to make the decision in our post-production game who's better. So let's keep it a tie and make sure that everyone will be saying, oh my God, I just watched the most exciting soccer game of my whole life. And that, and that was an insight, interesting insight that was, if it's going to be the, the, the best match of all times, should be the matches with the the more goals for a time. Because in the end, this is what people, you know, 
wait when they're watching a soccer game. So, <laughs> so we decided to, you know, to, to do to do a game that you know we would never see again. So, so the result was. A- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Draw, but with a lot of goals and, and many different goals from different people. And it was very entertaining because in the end, the objective was to entertain people and it was not to compete. But we did some adjusts in post-productions, you know, in post-production to... I would say to, to to maximize our our role as as an sponsor. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it was also part of the numerous hours of of editing, how to how to make us you know a little bit you know more you know more protagonists. And I don't know, Alan, if you you had chance to see the ninety minutes. Something that really happens in this game is you have goals cancelled. You have people running into the field. There's a moment which I, it's probably my favorite moment where you get to see a coach coaching himself. So you get to see the coach when he was 60 years old coaching himself when he was 22 in this in a perfect sync. So it, it is a moment where you realize, oh, oh my God, this is so crazy. We just erased the line of time and physics, because this guy is screaming to himself to score a goal. And this is, for me, one of the craziest moments of this game. But as Fabio was saying, it was all about entertaining. And it was all about make sure that we will also giving something to Mexicans. So I will also share with you something that made us super proud, which is part of this craziness was also to make sure that we will be able to make sure that this 90 minutes entertainment platform will be something to support Mexicans as well. So this was this this was not going to be disconnected to the whole health efforts that we were doing at that moment. So we invited very iconic and important brands connected to Mexico, for example, Aeromexico, Nescafe, Jumex, all of these brands that already have the Mex in their name because they are very important for this country. And we came to them and said, you know what? You usually will pay for this 90 minute. They always commercialize that as a minute. You pay for the minute within the seconds. And we said, you know, we have the dream to post to make in post-production, but we made sure that we said to these brands, we're not asking for your money. So you, you're going to decide what you're going to put on the table to make sure we will help Mexicans to be better prepared or, or, or we're going to help them during the pandemic. So Aeromexico put a um, huge and amazing amount of tickets to move doctors from one city to another. Humex put a lot of food for doctors to be moving and help different communities. Nescafe helped putting coffee in some of the places where we were helping with a, a lot of health issues. And then when we started with vaccination, they were also helping. So we, we really wanted to put together brands that would step up and, and, and do something for Mexicans. And it's important also to mention the role of, of Televisa because the idea came from, from an amazing creative you know, agency, an amazing creative partner, together with our amazing creative team. But in the end, you know, it was it was important to the, the role of the of the probably the main partner because we went to Televisa, that is the probably the most important TV channel in Mexico, the biggest one. And we said that we want to have access to 70 years of footage for the America versus Chivas games. They said, you are crazy. You know, for, for, you know, 70% of this I, I have in, in, in traditional films that I don't know, you know where they are. You don't know how to, you know, how to get it and, and, and move to, to an editing place. 
and 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 I think that they you know they believed in in the project and the project was the during the the year of 2020 the one of the the, the highest audiences of all the soccer games they they had that year which was amazing for them also and and it was a very important part and I think that when we have a very powerful idea you know it's it's easy to to make everybody you know part of it because everybody wants to be part of it so they were an important partner. I think that we they didn't believe in the first beginning. When they saw us with a truck to get all the all the traditional films, they said, "No, this is serious. <laughs> they are gonna do it." To your point, like bringing all these partners to bear. I mean, like, and not stopping that, just editing a great game. <laughs> but you know, you're gonna broadcast that across Mexico with your know, TV partner with free placement. I, I imagine, right? And then, oh, we're not going to stop there. We're actually going to bring even more partners in and we're going to like superimpose the billboards digitally <laughs> in in here and create new uh, opportunities for sponsors to play a big role in part of the show as well. I mean, like you guys, this is like a whole new format of how you can create entertainment. I think you guys cracked the code on trumping the metaverse. You just created a new reality of the real life. You like you didn't even need the metaverse. You just created another reality. It's true. And you know what? For for in terms of results, and this is amazing because you know, obviously the creativity and, and and all the process is is what people love uh, and in the match of all times case. But in terms of business results, it was super strong. Because it was, we measure the impact of the soccer week in sales. Because soccer is, is huge. And for us, it's a, it's a kind of kisali moment. And, and this week, last year, uh, considering all the, all the context of the pandemic, was the best soccer selling uh, week of the year. So in terms of results, it, it was also very positive. Because it, you know, we could engage people in the right way and during the game there was a lot of you know call, calls to you know to promos to different to motivate consumption you know in a moment where people you know were at home with with nothing to do so it was it was very important also in terms of of results and i like the metaverse approach that you gave alan because we have been talking about this project for so long and this is the first time it came out and made me think about about the new reality that we created and something that makes me feel very still like impressed is when creativity even breaks the normal because in this 90 minute game we had our biggest competitor sponsoring chivas and having their logo in their back of of the jersey of one of the teams so imagine how many times in front of the camera we had our competitor put it by ourselves but we're so sure that it was so new and so important for the country that this even for me, it's like a proof of, I don't know if, if we need to call it humbleness, but saying like at this point of the moment of, of what we're re really living in Mexico, it's not important if we're having more share of appearances in, in the game or less. It's about the best place of the last 70 years. So we don't care if our competitor is part of this 90 minute game. It's all about what people are expecting to get to see the best game they have seen in their lives. And, and I think this is one of the best lessons for every industry in terms of creativity, which is creativity is more powerful than egos of the brands and the process. It's about people. From the fact that the, the game ends in a draw where all Mexicans win, like both teams are, are equals and Mexico is winning here. That was no time to disappointing anyone, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to, to you guys, I and mean, from a creativity standpoint, I mean, you're the first Mexican brand to win a titanium lion in the history of the Cannes Lion International Festival of Creativity. So you're bringing Mexican pride back home again, right? On the national, internet, global stage, I should say. So, I mean, this is just like, not only the business results that Fabio, you, you were talking about, but just from a pride and like uniting your country. It's amazing. It's amazing what you guys have done. That's amazing. It's connected with the, with this this national pride relation relationship between Grupo Modelo and Mexicans, I think that for Mexico was important, you know. Mexico, in terms of creativity, it's a country that it's still, you know, in the development phase, I think, and, and, and it was really important to, because I think that what we did with creativity, with you know, marketing was to make, make Mexico believe 
that it's possible, you know, that we can, that we can win a titanium. You know, I remember when I arrived here two years ago and, you know, the first thing that we did as a team was to build our dream and put some KPIs to, you know, to, to, to try to, you know, measure the dream, you know, to, to see if we were in the right path. And in and, and that moment, two years ago, we defined that we should win a lion, a canned lion, the first one of our company in Mexico. And, and, and you know, and Mexicans, they're amazing in this sense because when they, you know, start believing that they, they can move forward, they can break a barrier, then they, they do it. And I think that what we did with Creativity for, for all the, the community, you know, so I, I think that it, it was not good just for Grupo Modelo, it was community for, for marketing in Mexico as an industry. You know, to to just to, to show that it's possible to do it. You know, we just need to believe. We just need to, you know, obviously be be creative. But but it's possible, and, and opens a different a different window. I think for for Mexico in terms of you know what what comes next. It's very powerful to think about for so many countries in the world when you get to say Mexico. The first thing that comes to their head is Corona, right? It's like almost like a country brand. And what you just said, I think. To bring the first titanium to to Mexico, it feels like you were saying like bringing back Mexico to the map because this brand, uh, it, it's over more than 180 countries representing a, a country that almost uh, the country everyone's talking about in terms of what places people want to visit. Coco made a lot for ourselves uh, with that Disney movie. But I think for Mexicans, it's what they needed in terms of creativity, but it's Something that if we, at some point as a country, we're already doing it in of the movies. Now in the Oscars, Mexico have already a role. I, I love to have the same role in, in soccer, like real soccer, uh, you know, in the World Cup. But we're doing music. We're doing it in uh, in cinema, in the Oscars. And I think to bring the, the titanium to Mexico, it is a proof that we Mexicans have a lot of creativity inside of us because we are ready to be prepared for finding a solutions, as Fabio was saying in the intro, we as a country had a lot of issues in so many different cases. If it's a earthquake, if it's a pandemic, if it's our reality. But I love the idea of not only that we can, but we will always look forward to see how to convert obstacles into opportunities. And I think this, this lion, it was a result of something that came as a huge and great idea. But we never thought about a lion can till the end of the game. It was not even in our heads, but the first time we said, this is something that can become a lion, it was Sunday after the game was aired. We were, we were looking at the results and we were like, oh my God, this is so huge that we, now we need to put all the editors back because we need to do a very powerful video. And it was, we were tired, but we were like, okay, we're going to get a week of rest. And then guys, we need to come back together because this really converted what we dreamed. I mean, this is such a, impressive initiative. I mean, you guys have said it many, many times. I don't want to repeat it, but I mean, I'm just kind of floored by it. And um, kudos to you and all the teams and all the folks and all the sponsors that you guys named off that got involved in this and, and came together to, to really make it a, a successful effort. And it's just an amazing, amazing effort. I would love to kind of switch gears a little bit and get to know you guys a little bit more, yourselves individually. And uh, one of my favorite questions, and I'll, I'll come to you, Fabio, first, is has there been an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? I don't know. I think that if I could, you know, give an advice to myself, as we did, in, as we did during the game, it, it would be to be more authentic. And I, I'm going to explain why, because... I remember that I, I have worked for Sachi and Sachi, an amazing agency, and there was a mouse pad. At the time, you know, mouse pad was something that we, <laughs> we used to use. And and there was something that, you know, that, a message in the mouse pad that was, ideas can come from, from, from everywhere. But that was not true, you know, because it was an era where, where we had that kind of celebrity, creative genius, you know, move in the industry and in a way controlling creativity. So it was very tough to be authentic, to be bold, and, and, and to listen, you know, to, to empathize to different profiles and, and, and to bring diversity to the table. And I think that, you know, this makes all the difference. So, so the power, you know, and, and, and moving you know, 
years after that experience and to the pandemic experience I had in Grupo Modelo. And I saw that, you know, putting all the team to, to generate ideas in a weekly base gave us the, the most creative moment of our history. And ideas came from everywhere, you know, from, from creative guys, from, you know, from, from everyone in our team. So I don't know, I think the advice for me in the past would be, you know, being more authentic, fight for new ideas, try to, you know, to avoid, do, do the same, to, to be part of it. And I think that fortunately we, we are in a much better place today, but it's something that, I don't know, to keep in mind. Alex, what about you? Has there been an experience that you've had that defined who you were or makes up who you are today and any advice that you'd share? Yeah, I think thinking about this makes me feel that this is going to sound super cliche and stupid. And if I will hear it myself, I will be judging myself. Being 100% transparent with you, I remember this moment that I was talking about when I was 18 and I was like, really stressing out about, I need to make a decision that will change my entire life. What do you want to do for a living? And and I don't know, I, I still feel like this world is very hard already to make people at 18 years old try to solve their next 60 or 70 years. That was like the first time I decided like, I have no idea. So I started one process that now it sounds very cliche what I was saying, because it now everyone says, get out of your comfort zone and do whatever you think you cannot do. And but what I did is I I went to the university, I signed up as a industrial engineer, but I, I signed for a year after the day I was the, in the university. I took a year off. I went to Israel, worked in a kibbutz, made a course in the army in Israel because I needed to see something different than just going to the university each day. And I felt like I was bored, and but I needed new experiences. So I came back and I felt, okay, nothing changed in what I want to do with my life, but I continue as an industry engineer with a lot of experience. And then the first time I was looking for a job, the first thing I, it came to me was to be a copy. At those moments uh, was the first time that where a brand was like sending messages in Facebook. But I never liked the idea of being comfortable because I never knew what to do with my life. So nowadays, I, I really connect with what Fabio says, said about curiosity. So now I still try to do something that I, I'm very bad at, for example, doing podcasts. So I started with, to, to try to, to feel if I can be connecting with an audience. I try to do things that I really challenge me. So my cliche answer that I was saying is putting myself into uncomfortable situations every time really made me took different paths that made me better and uh and this curiosity to to make me move and wake up every day trying to understand what I want to do with myself for the next week or so <laughs> that for me would be you know like trying to make sure that I will not be bored because I know that if I get to to be bored I'll be dying curious if you guys have a topic that you believe marketers need to be learning more about or that you're trying to learn more about yourself? Maybe Alex will go with you first. I'll say something that it applies to my experience and I hope it works for everyone. But I think the marketing that it's written in the books and that people learn in the university, it's of course the basics and it works. But when I get to, to remember the most creative people I have met and the people who, who are leading the industry, they are not the typical people that studied marketing or communication and they are doing it for 30 years and being the best. I, I feel like the most creative people and the people leading super brands and doing amazing job out there is people who really get to connect to different type of things. They are curious. They tend to understand different points of views. They are not, you don't get to fight with different ideas. You need to be open-minded. So my advice would be trust less the processes that are already written down and, and try to, to get to find where you want to go and then be open to different paths because I can imagine that marketing nowadays will challenge everything that we have seen in the books and now it's more about you need to be close what people cares about. So it's that's not something you can learn if you don't go out to the social media, if you don't go out to the street, if you don't travel, if you don't read books, if you don't hear podcasts. So my advice would be put an agenda of doing things that you need to do to make sure your mind's still working and it, it, it makes you feel like you're learning because when, once you stop learning, you, you become old. 
I like that advice. It, and it, it reminds me of something I've said many times before to other people is that, unfortunately, I've had to update this. I've never known a person to use a spreadsheet to determine who they're going to marry and they're still married. <laughs> That's the appendage <laughs> That's I had to add. It's so, true. I had one guy stand up and say, I've used a spreadsheet to determine who I was married. And I said, are you still married? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I figured. So uh, Fabio, what about you? Is there a topic you believe marketers need to learn more about or you're trying to learn more about? I really believe, I think that we anticipated a little bit uh, this conversation because uh, I think that marketers need to learn how to put together creativity and, and data together. You no, know, because I personally, you know, uh, last year we we started a project here in, in in our company called Lighthouse to to create different digital products and and organize the taxonomy of our data and and learn how to connect data with consumer data with uh, business data and with block data. It was a very huge project, and I went back to the university, you know, to to learn about data because because it was the only way to be part of it and the only way to understand what was happening. And I can say that you know I, I've been working for for more than twenty years with this this thing, but was very inspiring, and I and I felt myself completely new at the industry and it was it's, it's a very positive feeling you know to to learn something new and, and 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 to feel again that you are you know entering in a new world and i think that the data today can you know can give us much more insights and opportunities to be creative not just for communication creative in a, in a much broader way because we can talk about innovation we can talk about business solutions we can talk about you know new products so it's a completely different word, and 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 what I think that for for creativity, it's it's a very important environment because as 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 we have more information and more insights, we have more opportunity to be creative. So it's this combination for me is is super is super powerful. You know, putting to putting together the, the the creativity power with data and and data analytics, that it's new for marketers because. You know, it's not part of our of, of our skills. I think that this is a big thing that marketers for for the future should should learn and should be much more involved with, not just the, the companies. I think that also the agencies, the partners, and all the and all the one, all the people that you know in a way are part of 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 the process. I think that this is the big area of of, of you know learning and and development for for the future if you have a very clear purpose if you have you know your brand dna a solid brand dna it's going to be easy to put together data and and, and creativity and then and then you know things are going to to explode question for you both um what do you feel like is the largest opportunity or threat that face marketers today wow i think relevancy because i'm very i always try to think about when i see these reports about how many impacts each person get when they wake up and before they go to sleep. And now that we have three screens, right? When we get to, to the movies, we have the movies, we have our cell phones, we have even the watches, the smart watches saying, how's your heart rate doing, you know, or, or if you're receiving WhatsApps or if your team has scored a goal. So managing three three screens nowadays, it's it's crazy. So it is very complicated to to answer the question about Okay, if you want to talk to your audience and this guy, girl, whoever you're talking to is going to wake up each day, go to work, try to spend some time with their friends, eat breakfast, dinner, having dinner, the regular day-to-day -day life, what are you going to do with this guy or this girl or this someone to, to make their life easier or funnier or more entertaining or how are you going to impact them? And And I think... Nowadays, that answer is getting harder and harder because just in a share of attention, share of spend, share of everything, there's so many competition. No, you just think about so many industries. You need to share and compete with everyone. I like the definition that once I heard from Netflix that they're saying, we even compete with a gym, right? Like we need people to decide to see a series instead of go to the gym. And for me, that's the challenge that a brand manager of whatever you think about is facing. Imagine if we need to be competing with entertainment or people going to the bank or going to the bathroom. Like we need to really do something to make these uh, audiences to look at us and, and give us uh, seconds or hours or minutes of, of their daily time. So 
I think the challenge of market use and, and people behind brands now is to understand the new human beings that are living in a 2022 reality with a pandemic, with so many technology and try to find what we are relevant for. And if it's on our uh, DNA to connect or to disconnect with these people, to then feel something. And it's very hard because it's not easy at all. No, definitely not easy. Fabio, would you have anything to add in terms of opportunities or threats? Just something that I've been thinking a lot about it is probably one of the challenges that we are going to have after the pandemic is, and, and because of you know the speed that that, that life <laughs> uh, that we spend life today is, is how to adapt and think in the short term, because especially big big companies they they used to plan for ten years, three years, a year, so they have a very long term planning to, you know, to to guide uh, what they need to do, but but especially. You know, after the pandemic, what I see is that all the companies will need to develop their capability to think and adapt fast in the short term because things are going to change a lot all the time. So this mindset of doing exactly what I planned before for three years, it's, you know, it's a day because the world is changing so fast. This life speed is, is it's so different today that I don't know, I, I've been thinking a lot of how to, you know, develop this this capability in my team to, you know, to be able to adapt fast and, and, and change the strategy if needed in the short term without generating frustration because we know that, you know, it, things, you know, don't happen in, 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 <laughs> in the short term. Some, sometimes you need to plan an innovation for, for months. You need to do a lot of, you know, research. But but it's something that I I think we are gonna we're gonna deal with how to adapt and 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 move fast in the short term because the world is going to change and the life speed is different without creating frustration for for the ones that sometimes are going to are going you know to 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 be frustrated because something didn't happen or change it in in, in the last time so. I think that this is something that I I've been thinking a lot. I've been reading a lot, and and it's a challenge that I think that it will come after the after the pandemic. I agree. I 100% agree. Very very smart to try to figure out how to how to be more agile and and flexible and adaptable. I think was the word you used, which I like a lot. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. This has been a fun conversation and. Uh, what an amazing work to highlight. I get the privilege of of having this conversation with you guys. No, thank you, Alan. Thank you very much. It's again, it's, you know, we are really proud of having been invited to to be part of it. It's a privilege. So super happy to be here. For me, at least it was super, <laughs> super funny. So I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you, because this is an honor, and, and thank you for having us. We really had had an amazing time. Where if you if you will be able to see us and our faces, we're like we just had so many, so many great feelings that now I don't know what we're gonna do. We need to go directly to a bar or something. But thank you very much for this time. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing today was created and produced by me with support from my team and podcast editors, sound engineers, and writers at Share Your Genius. Find them at shareyourgenius.com. If you're new to marketing today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. You can contact me on marketingtodaypodcast.com. There, you will also find complete show notes, links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 